when you're feeling healthy in all of these areas, it's like nothing can stop you. Nothing can bring you down. I've felt like that a few times in my life, but again, it is inconsistent. It's a daily thing that you have to work on in order to stay there. Welcome back to Rawness Without Hesitation, which is brought to you by Kay's Choices Co., a mental health clothing line that would like to help others find comfort and confidence in making their own mental health a priority. Now, if you have been keeping up with the last few episodes here, we've been touching base on what the four pillars of mental health are. In the last few episodes, we went ahead and we touched uh, cognitive health, which is the same as cognitive function, And in the last episode, we touched emotional health. So now we're going to go ahead and jump right into social health. So if you haven't listened to those last two episodes, go ahead and tune in as soon as you get the chance. That way you can be all caught up because next week we are going to cover the last one, which is physical health. Now, when it comes to social health, if you if you look up the mental health, the four pillars of mental health, you might find one that says spiritual health. I've chosen not to cover that simply because I don't feel like I'm, um, I don't have much knowledge on it. So I don't want to speak incorrectly when I bring it up. So I just chose to skip right over it and do social health instead. So there might be mixed information if you do decide to Google or research um, any of this information for your own knowledge or just to see if I'm telling you the truth. So social health. Um, this one's a little bit tricky because of what the world has been dealing with in the last couple of years, right? It's difficult because mental health became such, I want to say like a bigger picture in the last few years due to the pandemic. Now, I don't really remember it ever being anything in my lifetime before I realized that I needed to pay closer attention to my own mental health during the pandemic because my emotions were wild. My men- my mental health was just insane. My physical health was probably getting a little bit better just because of how much time I had on my hands. But it wasn't enough to help with my mental health and my emotional health, which is where all of this came from. That's where Cage Choices even started because I needed to focus more on my mental health. So bringing it right back to the social health, which also I feel like started playing a bigger factor during the pandemic because... Obviously, we were all quarantined and it was more difficult to stay in touch with people. But at the same time, all you had on your hands was time. So it felt like, okay, I should be using this time to like, you know, jump back into relationships, friendships, not like start a relationship, but, you know, like touch base with the people you care about and check in on them. But it was so difficult because you could only do that virtually or like on the phone. So social health might be the biggest thing that a lot of us are actually struggling with right now. And our mental health is very connected to the ability of having even like semi-regular social interactions. I'm not the most social person. I know that I can sit here and talk for a whole podcast episode or a whole series, but I'm actually not really that social. Um, Truly, it... I find it exhausting. Like, I feel like it's a workout to socialize sometimes. And that's even with family. Like, like I've said in previous episodes, I have a large family. But I just also feel like 
getting to those family events are so worth it. However, it takes a lot of work just to even get there and then to sit through them because you're catching up with everybody and you're enjoying your time, but you're tired too. And that's that's at least just for me, right? So it's in our DNA to be social. Like we're social creatures, just humans by nature in general. And these social interactions really do give us like a sense of purpose and belonging because if you think about it, a lot of times that you do have these interactions, I want to say a majority of the of interactions that you could have socially with other people have huge potential to be positive ones, whether it's positive for you or positive for the other or positive for both. It does feel like refreshing to have a conversation with somebody or to check in with somebody or to kind of like even just let let somebody vent to you because you know that you're helping them or maybe to vent to them or maybe you're not venting at all and you're just getting your mind off of things by having a conversation with somebody about the weather. Regardless, it's still a social interaction, right? So we want to go ahead and we want to talk about what the social health, how to, how to, um, be healthy socially. So it does social health increases your self-worth and your confidence, obviously, because you're communicating with people more and more. And so you get more comfortable with it. It also has increased levels of happiness generally for the most part, because obviously there can be some negative interactions out there. But for the most part, it does create um, increased levels of happiness and reduced levels of stress. So You can have, don't get me wrong, you can have a stressful interaction with somebody. You can have an interaction with somebody where your um, self-confidence or your self-worth is actually like decreased depending on the situation, right? And same with happiness. You might have an interaction with somebody where you end up being really upset. All of that is possible, but it does also have the potential of increasing all of these things and reducing the stress levels if you're going ahead and you're doing it regularly in life, at least semi-regularly, having these social interactions with other people. You have to surround yourself with good people. So a good, strong support system has a very positive influence on your overall well-being. Like this is overall, but socially, because these are the people that you're socializing with, right? Makes perfect sense. You want to try to keep like a tight knit circle with your loved ones and make an effort to see them through during, um, I'm sorry, during challenging moments or different times in your life where you feel like it might be difficult to have these social interactions, but it's also going to be super beneficial for you. It's one of those things where it's like you're fighting with yourself, right? So it's give and take and you have to be there for them when they need you, but you also have to let them be there for you when you need them. So that's number one, simply surround yourself with good people because then when you do feel like being social at least it's with good people like you're not with questionable people that could have potential to give you those negative interactions that we were talking about so another one is to practice self-care so (laughs) i feel like we talk about this all the time but practicing self-care every day by doing simple activities like literally like brushing your teeth or eating fruit both are good for you right your hygiene and for your health But bringing intention and mindfulness to your self-care is different. Like rewarding yourself, um, maybe after you've done a job 
well, you just did a great job at something, whether it was at work or whether it's at school or just an at-home task. Um, also making sure that you take the time to recharge. So these are very intentional types of self-care because a lot of people just go to bed when they go to bed. I mean, I know in adulthood, like it's sometimes pretty difficult to have um, a bedtime, right? Like you're free, you can do whatever you want, stay up all night watching Netflix. Um, but making sure that you put yourself to bed to recharge your battery is very intentional and it's really good for you. It's just like, it feels so refreshing to know that you're treating yourself nicely. So taking time for yourself can actually end up improving your relationships with others. So try not to underestimate the value of a little bit of you time. Because if you think about your loved ones, right? You go to a family event or to whatever it is and you you see them, you're happy to see them, but they're just tired. You know, you can tell they're worn down or they're having a stressful day or a stressful week. It actually... it. I know for me, for experience, it hurts my feelings. Like it makes me sad because I want them to be taking better care of themselves. It's important to me that my loved ones are healthy in all areas, whether it's mental health, emotional health, social health, all of this physical health. Like I want them to be the best versions of them because I love them and because I care about them. And when I know that they are taking better care of themselves and I can see it on them. They're more energetic. They're enjoying the conversation. They're letting me know about the highlights that are going on in their lives and they're happy to do it. You know, they're not just kind of like obligated to do it because they're so exhausted, but they don't want to pass up on time with being with the family. And that's not for anybody in particular. That's very general because I get like that too. Like I get really tired and I'm just like, you gotta go. Like you can't miss this. You're going to be really upset if you miss out on this event, especially because especially because our family has recently dealt with the loss of one of my siblings of my older brother, so it makes us want to appreciate the time that we do have even more. But sometimes we are pushing it too much for ourselves and I don't get to like go appreciate that time with my family and really engage with them because I'm just exhausted and I'm kind of just doing the bare minimum, you know? Okay, so number three is engaging in hobbies and extracurriculars. Now, I am not like a hobby type of person with the exception of this podcast, and I'm not really an extracurriculars type of person. I kind of always thought that that was like because I wasn't really in any activities when I was a child. Um, but now I, I mean, I have the opportunity to do whatever I want and I'm still not in any extracurriculars and I still haven't developed any hobbies and I'm not mad about it. You know, I have a whole family. I don't have time for this. (laughs) So I don't know if this easily applies to everybody or not, but either way, trying to apply it into your life will be beneficial. So engaging in hobbies and extracurriculars can help you find a better balance in your life, like with work and with life balance. And it'll also help you reduce stress. Even just like joining a recreational sports team, if you look up like the recreational um whatever, like parks and recs in your city, there are actually a lot of activities that are 
um, very low cost or even some of them are free. So it's not very well known because they don't make a lot of money and it's not some big company, but it's worth looking up because you might find something that's interesting to you. It could be a sports team, it could be painting, it could be gardening, an exercise class, it could be like a hiking group, whatever it is you might find interest in that and you should definitely try some of these things out because this will also help you uh, with the social health and interactions, right? You'll be meeting new people. Maybe you take a friend with you and you both try it together. You're learning something new. It's helping with your cognitive function. It's a win, 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 win. So whatever hobby that you do decide to choose or extracurricular, you just have to make sure that it brings you joy. So you can't go force yourself to do something you absolutely hate. It makes no sense, right? But one way that you can encourage yourself to do so is if you um, find somebody to do it with you. And having those common interests with somebody can deepen the relationships anyway. But like I said, just look up the parks and recs in your city because you're, you might be surprised at what they provide. I, I get like a little newsletter from them monthly I want to say and they're pretty freaking cool I just haven't brought myself to actually do any of them but as I'm sitting here you know going over this I might have to check it out and actually make a move so number four let's jump into it is just sticking to a healthy routine so having a routine is going to make you feel better and it's going to help positively impact the people around you. Why? Because you're feeling better, you're doing better, you're happier, you're more energetic, and it's going to impact the people around you. In general, people will feel better when they get enough sleep, when they're eating healthily, getting rec uh, regular exercise, maintaining a healthy weight, not drinking a lot of alcohol, and not smoking. So you might do those things for a fun time anyway, I don't really know, but not doing them often will make your body feel so much better. Uh, there's actually re research that shows that those who follow all of those habits can live a decade longer than those who don't. So I don't know, that's the internet, right? That's a study I was reading on, but... I'm not going to promise you that you're going to live a decade longer if you do all of those things. I am going to promise you that you're going to feel better and that you're going to feel healthier and happier and more energetic. So maintaining that routine is hard work and it does take a lot of commitment because I've fallen in and out of routines so many times in my life, but I know I thrive in them also. And the benefits could be the difference between life or death if you want to go back to that research study that we're talking about. Again, I don't really know about all that, but it, you know, you think about it, you're doing things that are hurting your body, it's probably going to lead to a, a quicker death in, in most cases. And if you're doing things to benefit your body, it's probably going to live, uh, it's probably going to lead to a longer life. Makes sense. So, number five, the last one here you have to continue working on better communication. Working on better communication. So that's very important to me. I've been doing that for years and I feel like I'm never going to stop because there's always room for improvement, right? It really is a lifelong skill and it requires constant work. That's why I've been doing it for so long. And by nurturing your communication skills, you're going to set yourself up to be a better leader, a better spouse, a better employee, parent, friend, whatever it is. Trying to practice active listening, making good eye contact, improving your posture. Who knew posture was a communication skill, right? Think about it. 
Think about when you are talking to somebody and they have this terrible posture. Do you feel like they're doing good listening? Or do you feel like, okay, they're bored and they don't really care. They're not taking this conversation seriously. Just think about it. Because to me, that's exactly what it says. And it's not good for the other person's posture. I mean, anyway, like you're going to get back problems. So improve your posture and make yourself heard through effective communication. Because if you're practicing that active listening, you're making that good eye contact and you're doing it with a good posture, you're showing the other person that you really are interested in what they're saying and communicating with them. Whatever they're saying is important to you. So improving your social wellness over time it's going to take some time. You're not going to do this overnight. It might not take you a week or even a couple months. It's just a constant piece of work, just like the mental health, just like the physical health, just like the emotional health, all of it. But the benefits are absolutely, they're just incredible. They're incredible. When you're feeling healthy in all of these areas, it's like nothing can stop you. Nothing can bring you down. I've felt like that a few times in my life, but again, it is inconsistent. It's a daily thing that you have to work on in order to stay there. It it just doesn't happen one time and then you're good to go for life. But it can be as easy as making a list of habits that you'd like to incorporate into your daily life and then just practicing them. So just writing out that list, going back to that list daily, whether it's in your phone or whether it's on paper, but... Although I use my phone much more, like my notes, I prefer paper because I don't really pay, I never go back to the note. So whatever works for you, writing it out and then incorporating that into your daily life and practicing them. Those small steps are actually going to go a really long way. You just got to continue working on those communication skills and develop the healthier lifestyle overall. Because the effort that you're going to keep putting into fostering these relationships with other people and into these skills that you're learning, like the communication skills, it's going to have a, a, a long-term benefit for your physical, mental, and your emotional well-being. So putting all of these pieces together, maybe you're kind of still wondering, like, how does your social health even affect the mental health, even though we've gone over how to improve your social health? This is how the social health affects the mental health. How does it connect? Well, when people are socially connected and have stable and supportive relationships, they're more likely to make healthy choices and to have a better mental and physical healthy outcome. So they are always going to be able to continue practicing one of these pillars and affect the rest of these pillars. So you can do let me just focus on emotional health. And then it's going to affect all three of the other pillars. You know, it's same with mental health really is going to be the blanket term, I guess I want to say, to cover all of the pillars, the social health, the emotional health, the cognitive function or cognitive health, and the physical health. But if you're working on any of those pillars, it's going to contribute to the mental health. And then the mental health is going to also contribute to the emotional health. And then it's going to help with the cognitive function. Like it's all just intertwined. So anyway, if you are working on any of these and the social health is being a struggle for you, definitely reach out to me and we can talk about it. I can help you kind of overcome these things because 
Being able to uh, work on the social health helps you to better cope with hard times, stress, anxiety, depression. People who have um, really unhealthy, I want to say, social lifestyles, social health, social wellness. People who have really unhealthy social wellness um, are at a higher risk to deal with more stress, anxiety, depression, and to have a hard time, like I said, coping with difficulties in their lives. It's You, you need that support system, whether it's friends, whether it's a community um, that you've created in a new hobby or a new sports team or whether it's family, whatever it is, even if it's just one friend or if it's an anonymous group, whatever it is you might need, it is important. So... I guess I will go ahead and look up the Parks and Recs and see if I can find myself a hobby, although I do have my wonderful, uh, very large amount of siblings and family to turn to when I am in need. Um, I think it'll still be beneficial to me to go ahead and check those out and see if I can kind of like tiptoe into a new hobby or a new activity and, and see what it does for me. So you know, I'll get back to you guys with that one. But thanks for listening in once again this week on Rawness Without Hesitation, which is sponsored by Cage Choices Co. Don't forget to subscribe to the email list on www.cagechoicesco.myshopify.com and you can find our social media channels below. Uh, you can go ahead and find the website below as well. And don't forget to use those promo codes. Talk to you guys next week.